Okay, so happy Mother's Day to all of you. And it ties to this gospel as I find it's such a beautiful reading in this celebration of our mothers this day. You know, we all want to get to heaven. We wouldn't be here if we didn't. But to get to heaven, we need to be holy as our Heavenly Father is holy. And that's why Jesus tells us to remain in him and keep his commandments. How do we do that? By being virtuous, living a life of virtue. But now, how do you grow in virtue? There's only one way. You must face challenges. We grow through resistance. This is the whole concept of athletes who do bodybuilding. The whole point of lifting the weight, your, the muscles don't get bigger as they're lifting. It actually tears the muscle down. The muscle actually shreds and rips. And when it, they sleep, it rebuilds and rebuilds bigger and better. It's the whole concept of resistance training. And so to grow in virtue, we must focus on accepting the resistance the world gives us. You know, our culture now focuses only on the individual with everything is on demand. Everything. We even get impatient when the microwave takes more than one minute to heat something. <laughs> you know, comfort is king. This is our world today. Our society wants there to be no challenges or difficulties, no resistance. But that all changes when a woman becomes a mother. Now her body changes from thin and sleek to maybe more fully round and full. It is transformed to be a provider now for the good of the child. Everything she does is now not for herself, but for a helpless other. That is true love. Remember, you've heard me say love is not an emotion. It's a decision. It's an act of the will. I choose to love you even when you drive me crazy. You know, no mother feels like getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to change a diaper. Oh, goody. No, they don't feel like it. But out of love, they do it because they love that child. It's a challenge. There are no, in motherhood, there are no raises. There are no promotions. Many times there isn't even any acknowledgement. She is focused not only on her spouse, but now on children as the gift in the motherhood. This is what we just read in the gospel. No greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for another. That's what a mother does daily. Now, maybe not physically dying, even though sometimes that too, amazing. I've heard some incredible stories. I mean, even in the animal kingdom, God, God's gift of the motherhood transcends all, everything. Even in the, in the animal kingdom, you know, years ago I saw this documentary on lions. And um, you know that the, the, the male lion will kill the cubs of, of the female that he's going to mate with that were from another lion because they weren't his. So the male lion will kill the cubs of the female lion that are not his own and sometimes even kills his own. It's, it's really, talk about wild. 
Well, anyway, there was this one where this one female lion, half the size of the male, literally half his size, he came to kill the cubs, and that female lion tore into that male lion twice his size, and she tore into him so much that that lion left. He's like, I don't want anything to do with this. This mama lion, this mother lion, was going to give her life in defense of those little cubs. And that's the animal kingdom. Think how much it is in with us humans. It's incredible. She has a special vocation. You know, she lays down her life for the other, as I said, sometimes literally, but at least daily for her spouse and children. You know, I see children. I was on a flight. I haven't flown much because of the virus, but I was flying and the entire three-hour flight, there was a wailing child, not an infant, but a toddler. And I remember, <laughs> I should probably be embarrassed, but I just got to speak the truth. I remember at that time seeing this child just scream the entire flight and the mother was so patient with this, this toddler. And the toddler just never stopped screaming the entire three-hour flight. And I remember thinking at that time, thanking the Lord for my vocation to the priesthood. <laughs> so, but, but that's why now I think that the mothers actually have it more difficult. You know, people always think the priest sacrifices, and we do, obviously. We have to sacrifice our life. But that mother had a special vocation, one that I couldn't do. She had the most ultimate patience and love, and I was amazed. I once had a, a young man that was a special needs child, and I think the parents of special needs children are the greatest in the world because God will never give you more than you can handle. And if he gives you the gift of a special needs child, those mothers and fathers are special people. And I had one in the pew that was here a few years ago, and same thing, he was just very uh, agitated and screaming during the, before the Mass. Once Mass started, he was completely silent at peace. And then after Mass, he started up again to be agitated. And I commented to the mother, God bless him, that he was so patient and beautiful during the Mass. And she says, oh, he sees angels. He, he sees angels, and he tells me, that I'm his, one of his guard, like his guardian angel. <clears throat> now that's not theologically correct. We're not, humans are not guardian angels, but you see the point. That's beautiful. All right, so here's the thing. I thank God for my vocation, but let us thank today our mothers for their vocation. Their endless patience of being a mother is something that will be rewarded in heaven rewarded greatly. You know, oftentimes the mother, she gives up career, education, free time, friend time for this vocation to nurture. This is beautiful. You know, most of the days are thankless. Instead, they're filled with frustration, arguments with the spouse or the children. Days can become wrought with arguments. These are things that are hard. But remember, these crosses are our ways to heaven. Jesus says that we will be most thankful, believe it or not. Can you imagine this? Jesus told some of the saints that the thing that we will be most thankful for when we die are the people that tried our patience the most. Why is it that the ones we love the most, our family and friends, are sometimes the ones that try our patience? 
That's a gift of God. That's a cross that it will help us get to heaven. You know, I think of all the times growing up that I had arguments with my mom. And, you know, they weren't bad ones, but just, you know, these arguments and over little things. And then when I returned home a few weeks ago and um, my mom had fallen down the stairs and um, landed on her face, she was knocked unconscious. And I'll never forget walking into the hospital and seeing her there. Her face was all just a huge bruise. She broke six ribs, six ribs my mom broke. And her face was all um, just really crushed. All of that changed. All the feelings of, you know, this argument or, or, or that, that, that all changed. I began to think back to all the times she took care of me. I began to think back to how she provided for me. You know, I remember in high school when I started dating, the first few times I got home, you know, around midnight or whatever, my mom would be up waiting for me, pretending she was watching a TV show. And I knew it was be, well, I knew later it was because she cared for me and loved me. But at the time I, I wanted, I was a typical teenager. I wanted to be treated like an adult. So I told her not to do that anymore. I didn't want to be treated like a child. And you know, so my mom didn't. And you know, by the time I would come home from college and I would go out with my friends or whatever, and I would come home, I almost missed having her there waiting up for me. So let us not look at those annoyances, but on the beautiful gift. You know, let us cherish the time we have with our families, especially our mothers. Let us fill this day, this Mother's Day, with thanksgiving and gratitude for them, both biological and spiritual. Maybe you've lost your mother. Maybe she's passed on or you never knew your mother. Maybe she's estranged. Whatever it might be, we give thanks because somebody will fill that role as a spiritual mother, even if it most, most of all is our mother Mary. You know, the mothers out there, I have a friend in Buffalo. Um, she adopted a little girl that came from a troubled background and she had a very tough little childhood. <clears throat> and this friend of mine adopted her and she's become not just the biological mother, but and filled that role, I should say. She's not obviously literally the biological mother, but she fills that role of the biological mother, providing for this girl. And I know how much that young girl loves her and knows that that's her mom, especially in a spiritual way. She took her in, and not only this way, but it's in, in providing for her needs, but in, in a spiritual way, giving her the faith. This little girl wouldn't have had the faith otherwise. Now, through my friend, this little girl has been given the faith. That's an incredible gift from a mother. And I thank my mom for strengthening me in my faith. You know, when I first announced I was going to become a priest, my mom cried for three days. She wanted to have grandchildren. And so God bless her. She's now my biggest supporter. And that's when... I was heartbroken when I was at my mom's bedside and she was unconscious. And when she woke up, she didn't know who I was. And she said, do you know my son? He's a priest. And I was like, mom, it's me. And, and, and now she's 
coming back. And I know it's, again, I said it's from your prayers. And both my mom and I thank you so much for those prayers because that's the miracle that came from it. That's why we're Marian helpers. That's why we have faith. So this is powerful. So let us give thanks also for the gift of Mary, our ultimate spiritual mother, who's here by my side. You know, Jesus gave Mary to John on the cross as a spiritual mother. You know, not just a natural mother, but a spiritual mother. In fact, that's what he did with John. John already had a spiritual mother. Why would Jesus give John a mother? You know, a lot of non-Catholics say, well, he was just giving John a natural mother. John was young. He was immature. He needed somebody to help him, cook for him, clean for him. No, he didn't. John already had a natural mother to do that. Well, how do you know, Father? Because Matthew 27 says John's mother was there at the cross. Salome. One of the women from afar who was looking on at the crucifixion, the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Who were the sons of Zebedee? James and John. So Jesus gave Mary to John, who represented us, the disciples, on the cross because it wouldn't have been for a natural mother. He, John already had her. She was already there. He gave her as a spiritual mother. So if you've lost your natural mother, even if you have her with you now, we all need a spiritual mother. Today's Mother's Day. Let's thank our earthly mothers, but also our heavenly mother. Let us not forget her role. Jesus gave her to us on the cross, and it shows that Mary was a perpetual virgin because if Jesus had any brothers and sisters, he would not have been able to give John his mother. He would have given Mary to another biological brother. The key here is that we need to understand is Mary's help. You know, we said we want to get to heaven. And along with the virtue, we have, to, we have to cooperate with God's grace. Getting to heaven is about God's grace and then the virtue to cooperate with it. So in the beginning of the homily, I mentioned the virtue, but now I need to mention that we need to get to heaven through grace, which is a gift of God. It doesn't come from us. Our virtue is our practice in response and our cooperation to what? God's grace. And so God gives us this grace. Now, we want to get to heaven. We need grace. And trust is the vessel by which all grace is received. Jesus told this to St. Faustina. So if we want to get to heaven, we need grace. You want grace? You need the vessel to capture it. That vessel is trust. And what is trust? Trust is accepting the help someone gives you. And the greatest help that we have been given is right here. The gift of God's mother, Jesus's mother. In the garden, God gave us after the fall two things, the gift of a mother and the promise of a savior. And that promise of a savior came in Jesus Christ. And then what did he do? He fulfilled the other one by giving us the gift of his mother. This is powerful stuff. So if you've lost your mother, we've had a priest here that lost his mother at two. But he says Mary stepped into that role. That role is his mother. And, you know, let us not forget our fathers also. You know, they have, they have a role in this too. This is where I want to finish. Together with the mother, they give us life. You know, the family. You've heard me say this before, but I think no better time to explain it again than now is the family is a mirror of the Trinity. Now, St. Augustine tells us who the Trinity is, and I think it's important because we have in the Trinity something special. 
Do we have one God or three gods? No, one God. But we have three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is important. Why? Because you have to understand that to best understand God is love. Jesus just said it throughout the scriptures. Love one another. Keep your commandments. Keep my Father. Remain in his love, the love of the Father. So the Trinity, if you could pick one word for the Trinity, it's love. Now, if that one word, love, explains them, how does it refer to us? Okay. Now, I always ask my catechism class, if, if I was the only person who ever lived, none of you ever lived, just me, I was the only person who ever lived, none of you, could there be love? And they always say, yes, the answer is no. Because in order to have love, you need to have a community of persons. That's why God is a trinity, to share that perfect love amongst the each other member. So in the trinity, you have God the Father, who's the lover, you have God the Son who is the beloved. He receives that love and returns it. That love between the Father and the Son is so powerful that from it comes a third person, the Holy Spirit. That's all who the Holy Spirit is, is that love between the Father and the Son. This is so powerful. So you need a lover, you need the beloved, and you need the love between them. That is what love is. So now that's a mirror in the family. The family is a mirror of the Trinity because you have the lover, the father, you have the beloved, the wife, and the love between them is so great that from it generates a third person, the child. This is why the Trinity and the family are a mirror. The family's a mirror of that Trinity. This is amazing. You, you just, wow, it's, it's the mother. It's the same in the family. It is, it is in the Trinity. The mother receives that love from the father. And from it, she generates life and gives from it another person. A third person comes. This is the child. The man provides the seed. But then she receives it and forms it and nurtures it. And from it comes new life. This is, can't happen between two men. It can't happen between two women. God made it this way. Thank you. Thank your mothers on this earth for, even if she's in heaven, for giving you life. And so to my mom, who I hope is watching right now, mom, thank you for choosing life. That's a gift that comes from God, but can only through the cooperation of the mother be chosen. And that's why the church stands for life. You know, the female is the pinnacle of God's earthly creation. Look at the biology of the internal workings of the female versus the male. It's incredible. The priest is the same way at the altar. This relationship of male-female works with the priest and the church. This is why the priest is a male. It's not sexism. The priest is a male because he is Christ the male at the altar, and he gives that life-giving seed from the altar. What is that? The prayers of in persona Christi. Then the church is the feminine, the bride, the mother, mother church, and she receives it. It's different but complementary. That's why the priest is a male. It's not better. It's not sexist. The priest is a male because like the husband, the father, he is in persona Christi, the male. He gives that life seed. It's 
through the prayers of Christ. And then Mother Church receives them. And from it, she nurtures it. Mother Church nurtures it through teaching us the virtue and giving us the sacraments. And then from it, she gives life. This is the meaning of our faith. So the role of the masculine and the feminine is different but complementary. We are not to stand for society today that wants to wipe that out, destroy the patriarchy, and ruin the differences. The differences are in God's will. So the church receives that seed, gives life, and now that life is everlasting. Praise be to God that we have this gift, this gift that he has given us. And it starts with life. And how does life come to us? Through the mother. So right now I finish and we're going to do a crowning, a May crowning. My brother Ken just plays just a brief moment of music. And we're going to do a May crowning right now where we crown our blessed mother with this crown that is right here before us. And I will place this carnation on the place where the crown is now for Mother Mary. And I, as I just kneel down in prayer, please understand, I'm not worshiping Mary. We don't worship Mary. Prayer does not mean to worship. Prayer means to ask. That is what prayer is. Prayer to Mary and the saints is not worship. Prayer to Mary and the saints is asking them for their help. And so as I kneel down, I'm not worshiping Mary. But for just a brief moment, I kneel down and we ask Mary's help. And we give thanks to God for her as our gift. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.